What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights and a very rare, I think the first in Two White Lights history, an emergency podcast. Um, and not the first time, if you're a longtime Two White Lights listener, a solo podcast. Um, yeah, kind of did this podcast on a whim. Haven't even recorded it yet. It's not pre-recorded. Like After the intro is when I'm going to start actually speaking about this. Uh, if you don't know how that works, this is how it works. But yeah, um, decided to go powerlifting America, something we discussed on the show. My cards were drawn or forced a little bit early here. And yeah, this some people want to know. And we haven't done a podcast in a while and couldn't get someone to interview me. Also a weird concept of forcing someone to interview you. Uh, but I obviously know how to speak to myself. I speak for a living, and it's not, it's not the worst thing. We, If you're a longtime Two White Lights listener, you have listened to solo episodes before, and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're really bad. So we'll see what the, uh, what the reception is to this one. But, yeah, just going to explain the decision to go on Powerlifting America has been bought up on the show before, the decision-making process. And, yeah, I just think it's – Something of an entertaining thing to listen to, um, even if it's a one person rambling for a long period of time. But before I get to that, got to talk to you guys about Left Floor Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by Left Floor Bros. Make sure you're going to leftfloorbros.com. Make sure you're following on Instagram. You make sure you use that promo code 2WL15 to get yourself some powerlifting merchandise. Look good from head to toe in Left Floor Bros. Also, go to twowhitelights.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating there. Go to Spotify, leave a five-star rating there. By the way, thank you for everyone who has shared your Spotify wrapped. And it, it means a lot to us uh, whenever you guys do that. It's awesome to see how many minutes you guys listen to uh, us speak uh, about a niche sport. Um, it, it means a lot. It does. It's really cool to see, you know, us in, you know, top fives or number ones. Um, so we thank you for that and, you know, continue to subscribe, continue to have five star reviews. When you guys listen to an episode, make sure to share. We have our awards coming up. So, you know, two white lights fan of the year is always a big one. So, um, yeah, make sure you guys are sharing whenever you listen to the podcast. It's always awesome to see you guys do that. And, uh, yeah, me and or Steve and I really, really do appreciate that. Um, yeah, also, listen to us on 2 and get some merch while you're at 2 It's the winter. Get some beanies. Uh, we still have some merch left over, so make sure you're on 2 Use all of our athletes' promo codes. And without further ado, here it is, 2 White Lights. Oh baby, I like it Yeah, baby, I like it Oh baby, I like it Yeah, baby, I like it Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah Give me the mic so I can take her away Off on the natural charge, bone for yards Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad Who tank the love, he's on the score And as promised, I am here discussing this alone, solo podcast, emergency podcast time, and discussing my decision to go to Powerlifting America. So I did put on a Q&A today. Um, good amount of people reached out and said they would 
want to hear a podcast and my decision-making process. Not an interview. Um, it would have been good, I guess, to get an interview. But, I mean, it's a lot more simple than, um, than I don't know, people make it out to me. That's a reason why I like to do these things. Because Two White Lights, we do share our opinions on things. And we do try to keep people informed. You know, we get pissed off when people aren't informed or people don't inform us about things. So might as well provide Power of the Community with some content, and this is some content. Uh, I know a lot of lifters, you know, who made the switch over from USA to Power of the America has spoke on it. Um, and, you know, you're going to get a lot of the same things. You're going to get a lot of the same responses. And really, mine's not that different from other people's. Uh, but one thing is, like, I think it's kind of in vogue right now to just hate the USAPL or say negative things about them or make fun of them. And I know it's almost contradictory because we do it quite a bit in the USAPL. We do have our fair share of criticisms, but yeah, it wasn't really anything the USAPL did. Um, I mean, there's a few things, I guess, with the pro series, like I, the path the pro series is taking isn't what I wanted it to be. Um, I don't know if the emphasis is on the pro series anymore. Steve and I kind of doubt that the pro series is going to last, uh, you know, past this year. So yeah, that's, that's going to be a major decision because that was a big reason why we stayed in. Um, but the decision making process was kind of bought to, you know, a, a, a little bit of a sped up process a little bit more sped up than I wanted to be. Uh, got the invite from the USAPL for the Arnold Pro Finals. And, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. They're getting invites out there. That's good. And it's good to see I'm on the Pro Finals. I spoke about it with Joe, with Steve. Like, the roster is still fantastic for the Pro Finals. And the big reason why I wanted to do the Pro Finals was the financial incentive. Was the, the cash prize is looking pretty good right now. But, you know. I guess that'll be all unveiled in a little bit here. Um, but, yeah, I got the email and saw the deadline was December 2nd. I'm like, oh, I was hoping I could drag this along maybe to, like, late January um, and, and see what I can do here and still go through the decision-making process. So I was le leaning pretty heavily towards the USAPL. Um, and I was at dinner with my girlfriend. Um who I, I'm sure you guys know, I do give credit to her on the podcast a lot. She helps me a lot with, like, decisions. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm <laughs> not the best with decisions. Um, and she does act as a, as a good, as a good uh, consigliere, if you're going to go with the US, uh, for an Italian reference here. But she does provide counsel a lot for me um, and helps a lot with powerlifting. And this is, you know, one of those situations where I was at dinner and actually my sister texted me. Um, if I was going to do the Arnold or not. And they all, my family went out last year to watch the Arnold and they had a really good time and the Arnold's amazing meat. So they, you know, they loved kind of the festivities of the Arnold as well. And she was kind of wondering so she can book her flight now and go to Columbus. And I'm like, I don't know. And I guess I have to tell her like within the next 48 hours, if I'm doing the Arnold. So, you know, I just told her like, yeah, I don't know yet. It, it might be the Arnold or it might be Power of the American Nationals because there's still a big uh, incentive to do that meet competitively. And she's like, okay, just let me know so we can book our flights. And then I told my girlfriend that my you know sister just texted me, and she's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, what I can do is sign up for the Arnold 
and I can, you know, drop out if I wanted to, you know, and it, in the time that I want to drop out. So it's not that big of a deal. I could just say that I'm doing it and then not do it. And she's like, well, why would you do that? Wouldn't you have to pay the meat fee and all that stuff? Like, yeah, I'm willing to eat the, you know, 160 to $200, how much ever it costs. It's like, well, don't do that because it's stupid. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it seems like your heart really isn't in it. And, you know, is that what you really want to do? And, you know, I've, I've explained this on Two White Lights before, you know, with, with my coach, with Steve, with other people. Like, you know, the Arnold Pro Finals, for one, has a fantastic roster. And the roster that's there is nothing that I'm above uh, in any circumstance. You know, I, I don't know the exact roster. I don't have it in front of me. But from my understanding, you know, you have Noriega. You have Dan Clements. You have Joe Bornstein. You have Lucky. You might have Chris Perez. Things might change with people might who are who are doing it, who aren't doing it. But that, even just them alone, I'm not even mentioning Kyle DeLeon. There's a lot of great lifters who are going to be at the Arnold Pro Finals and yeah, there's no way that I'm just that much better than any of them. Um, not even close to be like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm above this competition. I want something else. Like uh, it, it, it's not that, and like that was a big pull. And then also with the financial like incentive there, with the cash prize being something around twenty thousand um, dollars. And my girlfriend just, you know, I explained like you don't need to make decisions only based on money. Um, if that's your main reason, you know, rethink things because I know how much the end goal for you, how important it is to you. So I, she just explained, she doesn't want me to just not pursue it because of a payday, a, a quick payday as well. Um, you know, and she went on to explain, you know, I have my career and I have other ways of making money, which is all true. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. And then I kind of had this thing like, and this is probably the biggest uh, realization I came to almost an epiphany. Like what have I not done in the USAPL that I want to do and realize like, I'm in a great position where I've done everything that I want to do in the USAPL. And a lot of those things were really lofty goals uh, going from 2019. I, I mean, Shared a story, I think, with Petrie on his podcast. You guys want to listen to that. but And really, just through, since 2019, if you guys want to binge, you have nothing to do, just listen from 2019 and listen to now and just, like, all the things that uh, were a possibility and just kind of the unfolding of some of my uh, accomplishments in powerlifting. But, you know, I got into USAPL, did Raw Nationals, you know, doing an online program, deadlifting and squat shoes, got 14th, wanted to stick in the USAPL, got Joe Sanic as my coach, and one of our first goals was to break the American deadlift record. And I remember, like, I could always remember these moments where uh, that meant something or I wanted to do it. I remember I was at Surge, uh, Surge 1.0, with a good friend of mine, Matt Wallace, um, I haven't spoke to him in a while, but he's been on two white lights before and great dude. Uh, and he was kind of suggesting like that I could break the American deadlift record. 
or I can do the unofficial thing and, you know, use a deadlift bar to APF meet and break UU's record that way. I'm like, no, I really want to do on a stiff bar. He's like, honestly, I think you can do it within the next two years because, you know, your deadlift is great. And, like, I don't know. That's one of the most insane lifts ever, you know, in powerlifting. I don't think I'm I'm the guy to break it. And uh, 2020, almost an exact year later from what when we had that discussion, I was able to break it, and that meant the world to me at the time. And that American deadlift record is something I was able to re-break and set a good amount of times until Shun took the record. And, uh, yeah, that was one of my first goals. Um, after that, I really wanted to complete myself as a powerlifter, jump into the top five. COVID kind of ruined that officially, but I felt like I was in a position in 2020 to be top five. So kind of checked that off as something, you know, top five within the year. Next year, I want a podium. Daytona Nationals, able to podium. Want to go above that. Want to go beyond that. So, next Nationals, got silver. Of course, when you get silver, you want to get gold. Was able to get gold at Nationals. And then from 2019, ranked 14th, getting up to number one, getting all the significant medals, breaking records in the process was amazing. But then all the other meets, you know, like that I was – fortunate enough to do that I really wanted to do. Same thing. I was with Matt Wallace at the uh, Arnold the first time. And uh, I think that was 2019 as well, or it's 2018. Um, I, I want to say it was 2019. I saw the, like the main stage of the Arnold and I didn't know it was USAPL. I'm like, wait, USAPL has that kind of stage. And he's like, yeah. And then he was explaining to me what different types of meets are. He mentioned the grand prix. I'm like, so you're saying, like, the best powerlifters in the USAPL compete on the main stage and it's called the Grand Prix? I'm like, that's awesome. That will be a really cool thing to do one day or just compete on that stage. And I was able to do that in, um, I believe that was 2022 on the Grand Prix stage. And, you know, I was competing alongside Ash, Gruden, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, Sam Calhoun. We had the Virginia Pro, the first Virginia Pro, where I was able to compete with Ray Williams. Like, all these things I was able to do. I was one of the... I actually, I like saying this. I was the first USAPL professional. That is, you know, not factual at all, but I just like saying it because why not? Like, there's no proof that I'm not the first USAPL professional lifter. Um, and that, like, all that stuff was just amazing. And, you know, looking at the USAPL now, it's just, it's kind of complete. I was able to do all the things I wanted to do. Um, and the the one thing... Or the couple, th- I mean, the two things was the competition and the money. And, you know, these are fantastic competitors, but I have beaten them. And also some of the competitors that I was able to beat in the USAPL are guys that were so far ahead of me and who I looked up to and almost worshipped. Um, like Noriega, like competing with Noriega was one of the coolest experiences because I don't think he knows how much I really admired him. Um, and I was like nervous to interview him the first time we had two white lights and, um, you know, it's going to sound like a, you know, a jackass thing to say, but it was cool just being so far behind him, like 50 kilos under him. And then, you know, being able to beat him at nationals and multiple times, uh, that I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I did not think I'll be even close to being able to do this. Uh, you know, same thing with Jamar, you know, like he was so far ahead of me in 2019 and I I was able to beat him on multiple occasions and a lot of those lifters and 
that felt great, and we had a lot of really close battles. Uh, Gruden was a person that was really cool to compete against at Daytona, and we had a great rivalry. And that kind of segues into, you know, what I haven't accomplished yet in my powerlifting career, and that's getting to Worlds because of the split. And I was cool with that at first, but now, you know, kind of looking at it, Russ has left Delaney, you know, was never really a part of the Pro Series. He, he made his decision to go the Powerlifting America route very early. You know, those are the two guys that I've never beat, and Gruden's also doing Powerlifting America, and he has beat me. He's beat me at a really great head-to-head competition at the Grand Prix. Um, so that's kind of the final, our final frontier for me is get to Worlds and be the best in the world. You um, can do that in a multiple variety of ways. Uh, if you listen to a really far back episode of Two White Lights, discuss, even if it's for 24 hours, if I'm the best 83 kilo, 82 and a half kilo lifter in the world, that's that's it. Like, that's my goal right there. Um, if I say it enough times, it's probably going to happen. I'm probably going to end up regretting it, but I don't care. Uh, or that, or it's that, or win IPF Worlds. So... I mean, I'm in a position here to potentially do that, but one thing like that I, I, I'm just looking at with Powerlifting America Nationals is, one, it looks like IPF and Powerlifting America are developing something more of a professional league that I thought the USAPL was going to do, and I don't know if they're g- going to exactly do that. Uh, can still have a great federation without doing that, but it, it just seems like Powerlifting America and IPF is kind of on that route, and we were wrong. I mean, when we discussed this before, like they've really uh, taken the forefront. I would say I don't going to give them a lot of credit there. It's, it's predominantly SBD, but you know, me and Steve can talk about that later. And what's shaping to be a power of the American Nationals is a very, very competitive national meet, and it's going to be the most intense competition I've ever been a part of because. I've been in intense competitions. Uh, Daytona, I really felt the pressure. Vegas, I really felt the pressure. But it's a different situation at this one because I had like an out. I I was able to kind of hide in some ways at Daytona, at Vegas, and at Memphis really is if I got a podium at those meets but still lost technically – it's still going to be a big net positive and, you know, it's going to be a massive accomplishment. And that's what happened at Daytona, right? Like I got third. It was huge. I was incredibly happy. It was a big goal of mine to get third at nationals beat Gruden. You know, I know Noriega was hurt that day, but I beat Noriega as well. Uh, beat Shamar beat a lot of great lifters, but I got, I really wasn't even close to Delaney or Russ. You know, I got, they beat me handily, and Delaney beat me prior to that at the Arnold. So 2-0 and against me. Russ, I guess you can say 2-0 and as well. Uh, and Delaney beat me at Nationals in 2019 too, So, and I wasn't even relatively close to him then. And then, you know, you have Vegas. Big, big meet for me. Total, uh, you know, big PR total, big-time deadlift, got second place, was able to just beat Nori by a kilo. And or a half a kilo, not even a kilo. And, you know, you get all the flowers, you get all this credit, you get people complimenting you, saying it was a great part of the meet, but I got I got my ass kicked. I got my ass kicked by Russ. You know, like there's no I wasn't close to him on the day. He beat me easily. There was no situation, aside from Russ having a really bad meet for me to win that meet. 
Um, and at Powerlifting American Nationals, it won't matter if I get second. It won't matter if I get third. I can get a podium, but that would be the only situation in my career, maybe aside from Memphis, that a medal, just getting one, isn't going to be something that people look at and be like, oh, congratulations, man. They're going to save that stuff, but that's going to be something that it's going to be an empty uh, compliment if, if I receive it um, because that's the goal is to win now. That's, like I said, the final frontier, and that's going to lead to a really intense competition because you are directly ahead where, like, I can hide by picking off people who potentially didn't have good meets. This is not going to be one of those cases, and i am always been a person that really has a, a tried to go to that head-to-head competition really head-on, and I saw that situation, and it's just the one thing I haven't done yet, um, where in the USAPL, I, I feel like I've been relatively complete, and yeah, I... That, that was probably the big decision there was accomplishing, accomplishing everything that I wanted to accomplish in powerlifting. Um, like the Pro Series finals didn't exist when I started powerlifting. And these have stayed consistent, just being the best in the world. Of course, you know, like if you win Worlds in IPF, you get to do Sheffield, and that's amazing. I, I will not say no to that opportunity. Um, yeah, not calling it quits after like, I actually am able to accomplish a goal, but it's there, you know, like at least you have it and you, not a lot of people can say they've accomplished the goal of being the best person in the world at their thing that they do. Uh, and that's, that to me is the the real special part. and, And that's why I wanted to go and pursue it. Um, and it probably wouldn't have happened if the deadline wasn't set at the second. Like, I was really he- leaning heavily towards the USAPL, and it was just like this ep- epiphany moment that my girlfriend helped me realize that's something that I really wanted to do. And, uh, yeah, I, I, it's an exciting moment, but at the same time, it, it does kind of suck uh, because I do like the USAPL. You know, in spite of criticisms, and I do have my fair share of criticism of Powerlifting America and the IPF, definitely the IPF, um, you know, I, I love that federation, you know, and I really, I don't think people realize how much respect I have for people who just take their time out and to make the sport happen. Um, and that's kind of the thing that I'm going to miss because in spite of, or, you know, not in spite, but being a part of the USAPL, you know, just as a lifter and a, a high caliber, uh, a lifter at, at that, I've done commentary and I've worked with a lot of people in the USAPL and I've really grown an appreciation for them and, it, you know, developed a friendship with a lot of people, admire a lot of people on, on different levels. Uh, you know, you always have the people you admire as, as an athlete standpoint, but guys like Josh Rohr, Eric Cordero, like really admire them. Like I, I'm going to miss like those kind of dudes, like the people who put so much of their passion and energy into powerlifting just to make events like collegiate nationals and high school nationals and raw nationals and the Arnold happen. And I, I just going to teen high school, junior collegiate, whatever you want to throw on top of that nationals and just working with them every single day and seeing how hard they work and how tired I was and how tired they were and still going to lift afterwards because they love the sport so much, like that's the part of the USAPL I'm going to miss the most. 
Um, a lot of people are over dramatic about these things, though. Like, I like I, there's a situation where I'm not going to go to the Arnold, which sucks. I love the Arnold, but right now, like, I could always go as a spectator. I'm not going to be, yeah, I'm not going to be that guy. It's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to go to USAPL meets because Article 14. There are people who think that way, and it's annoying. Oh, I have seen that. Like, people, people's identities have kind of changed a little bit since they switched federations, and, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not a fan of it. But, uh, yeah, like, like this year's Arnold, I, I can't go because I have, like, Powerlifting American Nationals is going to be a couple weeks after, or like one or two weeks after, and can't really take that time off of work because I'm already taking that time off of work. The Nationals, if I'm not competing at Nationals, you know, like, why go? I, I As a spectator, Nationals and the Arnold is something that I really love. Like, that's that that's what sucks the most is just seeing the people in the USAPL, um, like the referees and the officials and all the people who make the federation go. Like I don't see them as often as I see the competitors, so I am gonna miss that. But just the Arnold is always an awesome event. It's one of the best meetings, you know, in the powerlifting community. And then when you take a look at nationals, um, that's really special as well. I think everyone will tell you the first national experience is always a great one, and. That's that's the aspect that's going to suck. And then also just kind of the up in the airness of what capacity can you work within the USAPL while not being a member in the USAPL. Uh, still not sure on how all that stuff works. That's something that I'm going to have to figure out at some point um, sooner rather than later. But I don't know. I'm a procrastinator by heart. So And I have other stuff to do, so I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully I don't put this on too long. But that's going to suck, like that kind of stuff. Um because I, I do. I do appreciate everything that they do. I do appreciate how much lifters they get into the sports and, you know, the easy means of competing at a local level. Um, and, you know, it's not, yeah, again, like, it's not to say that I can't go to USAPL local meets and see my friends. Like, I'm doing that this weekend. I'm going to San Antonio um, just watch some friends compete and go to, I think that's a Texas Strength Classic. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, like, a meet that I love doing, and it's going to be one of those things just – seeing the people that I've competed with uh, or they've helped at competitions I was at commentating it. And yeah, like that's, that's the thing I love. And, um, you know, this is, this is a competitive decision that I'm making and, and then that's about it right there. I mean, I was able to talk 26 minutes and ramble by myself, um, which I do definitely have the capability to do. Doing this interview on the toilet, by the way, that's that's when I get the, my best thoughts. Is um, the self interview is is when I'm on the toilet. But yeah, um, I'm probably missing a bunch of things here. But I have drawn a blank to everything. Um, don't have notes in front of me. Might be, yeah, might be rambling here a little bit. But uh, I mean, Russ does it right. Like the I think the better take is just him speaking. I could be wrong on that. I know he has people on sometimes, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if he doesn't, everyone everyone should do it, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, that'll do it for the emergency podcast, the first emergency podcast in Two White Lights history. Um, we have our awards coming up very soon. We definitely have people <laughs> who are, have been in the dugout for a while waiting to get called on the field um, for interviews. Like, we're busy. Steve, you know, and I only have about one day to record, and sometimes that gets taken away just because of work stuff, especially on my end. So really hoping to get 
more of that content out there for you guys. Again, we thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week, I think, with our awards or the following week. Who knows? But you're going to get the award show probably for your next episode. See you next week or not. (laughs) Peace.